You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market. And Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430 episode 107. Um, we've got Scott coming to us from Ohio. Uh, and I and just, he's just worn too many hats, so I don't even know what to say uh, where he works for. So right now he's with Tetra. You can see from his shirt, so Tetra Hearing Protection. We're going to dive in, talk a lot about that as well as all the other hats that Scott's worn. And we've got our good friend, Bobby Hayes from Ducklander Calls. He's uh, facilitating once again. Thanks, Bobby, for for bringing on some awesome guests uh, because we're just lonely old Canadian boys and we can't bring the big names in. So we got to get the, we got to go begging Bobby to to do do our bidding for us. So really appreciate it, Bobby. No problem. (laughs) <laughs> uh we got phil coming to us outside of port perry ontario dave up in concordon ryan's down in nova scotia and i am just outside kingston ontario so here we are fellas i don't even know where to start with this because we've been a good 20 minutes trying to get audio and video sorted out talking about this talking about that so you know what we're going to just dive right into it right off the bat Tetra Hearing been operating for, this is the stat, this is what I read today. Tetra Hearing, three years have been started, 20,000 ears have been protected by Tetra Hearing. And the reason why I think this is something that I want to talk about is because 10 years ago, I don't think anybody cared about their hearing. I know. No, in fact, it it was one of those things where it was almost... I hate to say it was frowned upon, but it was one of those things where you felt like a pussy if you put something in your ear. You know, Big I know nine. I was that. Yeah. You know, I was. So the 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 technology has has grown to the point where there's no excuse not to have the protection. Mm-hmm. It, it actually makes. So. I know uh, Ryan and I were out west a couple years ago hunting out in Saskatchewan, and and I got rang pretty hard. Um, <laughs> you remember that, Ryan? And, uh, and after that, I had to like, now I've got to wear, I've got to wear it all the time now. So, uh, I was wearing these big old Pelator muffs, right. And, and, and they work and and it was awesome. And I didn't mind wearing them, but when I was getting, like, if someone took a picture and and I was going up on social or anything like this, here I am like this goofy dude with these big old muffs on. I'm like, man, I don't look cool (laughs) at all wearing these things. Come on. Did any of your parents ever put hearing protection on you to shoot a gun? Never. No. I never did. Now, my no. girl has never shot a gun without hearing protection. Yeah. Correct. But yeah. And, and for Tetra, Tetra is trying to make hearing protection like the seatbelt, right? So yeah. like my grandpa, my dad, they hardly ever wear it. I, I never get in the truck without it. My kids don't even know that it's an option not to put it on. And right. so that's really what kind of Tetra tetra was started with with two audiologists and their their whole perception is hunters need to have something in their ears to protect them but mm-hmm. they don't want to take the whole experience so you know always before it was a trade-off you put something in your ear you put the big muffs on whatever it is and now you can't hear your call as well you can't hear the ducks you can't hear your buddy talking and when when tetra came out with the technology to be able to amplify what the the frequencies that you want within that pursuit you're actually I don't want to say becoming bionic, but you're, you're improving yourself. And Bobby can attest to it. It hadn't heard in years. And that's a million dollar man. So I don't hear wings anymore. Like I can hear divers if they come through like blackjacks, but like a mallard behind me, I can't hear the wings anymore. Oh, really? And no. So Scott, Bobby told me like with the, with the technology that you guys got now, like you can dial in, to, to the point where, listen, I want to be able to hear that turkey in the next field over as he's gobbling. And you can dial that in so that you can hear that with this new technology, correct? Yeah. So how, 
I mean, it's literally, uh, think of it as like us having a huge mixing board, right? So we're, mm-hmm. we're processing thousands of frequencies at a time. So we're going through, uh, depending on your pursuit, so we call them STOs, but it's, you know, if you're a waterfowl program, if it's a turkey program, whatever, it's listening for that waterfowl sound and amplifying that, okay? But you don't want to hear the wind. You don't want to hear other, what we call white noise, amplified mm-hmm. at the, mm-hmm. the mountain. So that is decreased or kept closer to your normal level of hearing. But then the device is programmed for any hearing loss. Like you said, that when you got barrel blasted or, you know, ringing in your ears, you've had some hearing loss. We have you take a hearing test. We program the device for the hearing, for your hearing loss. Then we put the program on top of it. So you're hearing whatever your STO is louder than anything else. But then when the gun goes off, the, any sound over 90 decimals is compressed down to 80. So if the gun goes off, it sounds like it's about a quarter mile away, but you can still hear Bobby making fun of you at the end for missing. Like it's <laughs> literally that type of technology, but you can, you can dial it in. So when I sat down with Bobby, you know, I said, all right, what don't you like? Well, the, the lows on the goose call were, weren't, weren't right for him. So literally just jump on the laptop with them still in his ears and just tweaked them right there. Done. Wow. I mean, I could, it doesn't matter. Like we had a, I had a clay shooter a couple of weeks ago. He said, man, these things are awesome. I can hear the spring loading on the thrower. I can, I can do everything I want, but the backed up beeper on the golf cart is too loud for me. I went out to the golf cart, took a frequency reading on it, went in there, tuned it down. Now I didn't hear the backup beeper. So it's literally, I can do anything. You know, we can, we can literally almost do anything. You want. But, so be great. but you, but you can't remove Bobby making fun of me when I miss. No, you can't no, remove that. Uh, okay. Can't, okay. can't move that miss. You're still going to get it, bro. <laughs> you know what would be great is if you could, like, take the sounds of, like, just the mallards and just, like, the ducks you want to hit, but, like, get rid of the mergansers and the shippers. <laughs> right? Yeah. The like, only I make fun of you if you didn't shoot three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so that, that's worth one, it's worth three. Yeah. That's a really skinny, skinny outline of what the what the technology is. So for us, it's just protection. You know, protection is always guaranteed, but it's the enhancement that goes along with it. And so that's all experience. So to stump, like you're talking about how you programmed it for Bobby. Are these programmable by the end user or do you have to kind of go to like a. Talk? No. So what it's got to be mailed back to like we physically have to have the devices. And so what I did was I just brought a programmer with me. So sometimes when I travel, I'll, I'll grab a programmer and then I can just play with them, you know, with guys like Bobby and things like that. If you were to order some and you want to get them reprogrammed, like either a different STO or, you know, something tweak, you would send them back to, uh, we're in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, and then you could actually be on the phone with the guy and he can, he can do everything that you tell him, you know, say, Hey, I want this louder. I want this quieter, whatever it is. And then they'd ship them back to you. We, That's insane. We, mm. we end user out of it because if you play with it and blow your eardrums or something else out you know it's it's yeah. kind of like allowing you to play with the throttle on a race car i mean it's a little bit maybe not so, yeah not don't t- don't touch the red button don't touch <laughs> yeah, the red button no scott, scott comes out and hunts with us during the season yeah 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 bobby uh so you've been wearing them what a year now uh, I wore them some last season, and yeah. then I came to find out uh, I have small ear holes. <laughs> so they had to, right? So they oh, had to there's, there's a fucking it. there's a fucking joke coming later I on that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so they did a set of customs for me, so they were more comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But so. but overall, though, like super impressed obviously I, I know you bobby so i i i know the type of guy you are you wouldn't wear it if you didn't if you didn't like it um it takes some getting used to with the calling mm. but i think for like most guys it wouldn't bother them but right i hear calls every day right so i'm mm-hmm. probably a little more picky on it exactly than yeah. most people would be doing yeah so, man, like I tell you, like the most interesting thing for me about it, because I don't know, I had this talk, Bill owns the company and so I'm 45. So I just figure I'm not going to hear when I get older. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm already, I, I, I've hunted so much, shot so many guns, right? Like I figure that's part of life. But so, but it interests me more if I can hear the ducks. Right. That interests, like personally, that interests me more than the protection does, which 
is probably a back way to look at it. But if it helps me kill better, then that interests me more than anything. And the other thing that interests me more than that is, so I've got my 11-year-old girl started hunting last year. And before I met these guys, I was in there going, I don't know how I put earplugs on her and also instruct her, right? right. It's like when you go out with her, I don't shoot. Yeah. Uh, I'm just sitting by her and making sure she has a good experience and tell her when, you know, yeah, she's super safe, but still she's 11. That's right. Yeah. So it's hard to tell them what to do wearing earplugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that, like, yeah, she will grow up in these or she wouldn't know any different. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the key right there is starting them at that where it just becomes second nature to them and they don't think no more about it right and maybe that's overprotective i don't know no yeah. not at all i don't think so and go back to what scott was saying um where tetra wants hearing protection to be like a seat belt where it's just you know you're going out you're taking your gun while your ear your ear pro is coming with you when you go out right so yeah it just makes so sense can, my left ear which i didn't know that but if you're a right-handed shooter you go deaf in the left ear first mm-hmm I guess it's pleasure to the gun. Yeah. I yeah, went no. I went and got my ears tested back in February because I, I already knew I was in trouble. Right. And my, I've, I've got moderate hearing loss in my right ear, moderate ear in my left ear. Yes, yeah, so you're the same. I think I was about that when I scout on the Was I severe? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're right on that borderline where it's like, so if you, don't protect it now like you're getting hearing aids within the next couple of years i mean yeah. but you didn't I've also done an absolute pile of construction mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so like when, when i was 18 they used to put me in a manhole with a jacket <laughs> jesus with zero hearing protection never of thought course. of course yeah yeah so but here's I'm, the caveat there, to this there's a, uh, oh, go, go ahead go ahead so at well, the I was time of getting my this is the problem with having six guys on, right? We yeah. had a good old Canadian standoff. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. So when I when I had my ears test, I got molds done because I was I've been looking at getting a set of ear protection made. I lack like the cup in the bottom of my ear. Mm-hmm. So to get like you know molded earbuds done, the ladies the ladies like yeah like you're just not built for it and and like you know you guys that watch the show, I'm constantly fiddling with the stupid earbuds to keep the right. damn things in. That's because of the lack of that cup. So now oh, it's yeah. like well now now I'm in between a rock and a hard place. Right. Where you look at the 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 alphas, where it's just like kind of like an earplug and it sits into the top of your ear. Right, would be a, you know a lot more suited to say my build. Oh boy! So, so you're saying, <laughs> so Phil, you're saying that your ears are too loose and Bobby's ears are too tight. Yeah. Mm. I I sure. I can tell there's going to be some good hashtags oh, coming yeah. out on yeah. Monday for this episode. Yeah. A good one. Oh man. <laughs> there's gonna be some um, week- Scott I did want to ask you this question and and I'm I'm sure you know the answer because you're you're pretty uh, smart dude but on the website it said that you with if I gotta try and think of the exact way it was worded but it was somewhere along the lines of um if you suffer from hearing damage you're three times more likely to have dementia and Alzheimer's like that's a crazy, like that wow. is a crazy stat. So there's also, and we don't we don't put this on the website either because, uh, do you guys know what tinnitus is? Yeah, I uh, have so tinnitus. Have I have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and what that is is basically, um, you you've experienced hearing loss at a certain frequency range, and the mm-hmm. and the brain is trying to stimulate that nerve with that sound, that ringing. Right, it's trying to okay. see if something. Okay. And once it, once it hears that, that nerve is stimulated, it it just continues to make that. There is a direct connection between suicide and tinnitus because it can actually get so severe that Mm -hmm. it was sounding bad, but it can drive crazy. Yeah. Make you mad. Yeah. 
that we don't think about with hearing, but like what, what they're seeing with dementia and Alzheimer's is the fact that if you can't hear, you're withdrawing yourself from conversations because you don't want to always constantly say, huh, and other stuff like that. And the brain isn't as stimulated as not, you know, as much as what it normally is by the outside world, by the surroundings, things like that. So it's, it's actually atrophying. It's, it's retracting into itself, which is causing all these things. So wow. there, there's piles and piles of data on this that it's, it's kind of scary. I mean, but, but to go back to Bobby's point, we always, we, we always thought we would shoot, get deaf, grow old, die you know that was kind of what that was kind of the, you know, that's the circle of life right there it's the price you pay for having the for Good having time. the experience that, that needs to be on a t-shirt asap yeah and now we don't trying to show that you don't need to be you know like you don't you know i i was never i mean trust me when you leave beretta and come to a hearing technology company like i never would have thought hearing would have been cool like like honestly it was one of those things where i was like uh, what am I doing? But then once I really dove into what we could do, it was like, whoa, this is actually really, really cool. You know, so this that's, is, we were, these kind of sound like they're like the, they're, it's almost like you see back in the day when they had like uh, hearing aids and your grandpa would turn down the hearing aid so he couldn't hear his wife. And when you came over to visit, he'd turn it back up. <laughs> this is kind of like, this is kind of like the advancement of technology where now, like, instead of using the hearing aid just to hear, you're using a hearing aid to, to block out sounds is that kind of what's going on there block sounds, uh we're, we're think of like again just selectively picking what you want to hear and amplifying it so you know go to turkey i see the turkey in in, in the background so mm -hmm. you want to drumming you want to hear gobbles you want to hear hens scratching you want to hear all the turkey sounds but you don't want to hear the blue jay right behind you you know sounding off right so what we did was we've we've isolated all the frequencies of the turkey sounds and then amplify those at like uh, let's just say six times just for for mm -hmm. your guys's map everything else is only amplified at like 1.5 so now when that when that gobbler sounds off you're able to pick them up at a couple hundred yards but the bird behind you doesn't drive you crazy so <laughs> you're, you're gonna get it, yeah. picking peripherals are more yeah. of the issue yeah you're gonna get a bunch of deer hunters saying can you yes. block out those stupid squirrels but yeah yeah yeah. Well, I actually worked on that and a squirrel running through the through the leaves its cadence is different so it's a different frequency range so we actually did did do that it, yeah. it it's blocked totally out but it's it's not it's not as loud as what the deer is mm. wow so, a red squirrel yeah. makes way way more noise than like a 10 point buck does and and there you go yeah. ladies and gentlemen like if you think for one second we're just a bunch of goofballs on this show like we can be, we can be some pretty scientific rocket yeah. appliances and stuff too. We, you know? we all studied rocket appliance. Yeah. No, we're yeah. still a bunch of gooseballs. Mm -hmm. It's our guests that make us look good. Yeah. Six true. in one, one sixteenth the other. The <laughs> Rickyisms. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, it's Scott. Uh, yeah. You you talked about like working for Beretta and then coming over and working for for Tetra. So. Even when you were working and and listen, like when you were working with Breda, you were you were the manager for for shotguns. Um, that's that was your life, shotguns shooting. Like, so how much like how much attention did you pay to hearing? You know, before you came on to Tetra, to hearing so, protection, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I was like everybody else. So you know, you had a set of either static molded ones or something that you, you know, like when I go shoot sporting clays, you stick something in your ear, you pop it halfway out to listen to, you know, somebody talking half the time I wouldn't get it back in. You know, I had electronics MSAs for when I shoot pistol or three gun or something like that. But it, there was always something about, you know, take a walkers or something like that. Mm -hmm. that it just amplified the wind or it, it drove me crazy because I couldn't hear this. So I was that classic 40 year old guy who was you know earplug half hanging out you know still taking a barrel blasting without really thinking of it but mm -hmm. thinking about protecting well, at least one ear that was better than nothing and when i i stumbled across tetra when i was working with an upland uh film series and literally was looking for something better because upland is is kind of one of those you want a lot of talking going on you're watching the dog work but then there's sounds that you just get tired of with the brush against your legs and all this other stuff and so i happened to google and stumbled across them and called them up and figured out what they did and it was like 
whoa, hold, hold on. This is, this is completely different than anything that I'd ever had ever experienced, ever heard or anything like that. And, you know, about eight months later, a year later, I ended up working for him. So, um, but yeah, it was, there was a lot of shotgun stuff that um, I was looking to integrate as far as uh, kinesthetically, you know, when, when you're talking about, you know, Vincent Hancock, some of these other world-class shooters, they're looking for that half second edge, mm-hmm. you know, and pick that, you know, the gun, the guns evolved to a point where specifically a shotgun, there's not a whole lot else you can do to it. I mean, it's a tube, <laughs> there's yeah. a trigger mechanism that would like, I don't care what you do to those things. There, there are some things with, you know, forcing cones and other stuff like that, but now it's coming to the athlete in the shotgun sports to be able to figure out kind of where they can get that next, next level from. Mm-hmm. And so I, on pairing kind of the two, you know, the body reading the, you know, whether the head position was right, you know, through the gun and other things like that. Um, and, and that's when we started looking at hearing, we're looking at eyesight, we're looking at body position, you know, um, using AI and other stuff like that within the gun. So, and I think you, you brought up a good point there. Like you talked about, you know, using, getting that half second edge or getting the edge on stuff. Sure. People are willing to go out and get the edge with like, what's the next robo duck and what's the next this and what's the next that but like when you can get your edge on the competition plus save your hearing like that's kind of worthy cause yeah. wouldn't you say well that's it, it, the first time they got to hunt specifically geese my favorite geese because you know i'll pick up a goose at you know four or five hundred yards where you know a guy doesn't pick it up until 100 or 200 after me and it's like Hey, you got birds that back behind you. And they're like, no, and it's like, just wait. Mm-hmm. And, just, and then it's like, now you hear them. They're like, Oh, but damn. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, boys, I heard. So, you know, whether it's picking up a bird, whether it's picking up the, the thrower arm, you know, whatever it is that that's what you're spending your money on is in, in racing. They always said that last half pound is what cost you the most, you know? So it's, it's always trying to get that edge. And so hunters are always looking for an edge, you know? Now, say you're like my daughter who has those airpods and she seems to lose the left side one all the goddamn time can you buy a replacement one side yes <laughs> yep. so, lanyard system i was looking around my desk to see if i had a lanyard we have a lanyard which i'll, I'll grab one if they, still, <laughs> yeah, if, they still, if they still lose it we sell one <laughs> yeah wow christ i'm yeah, there, there's headphones that like go over top here that sound way better than. Never mind, I won't get into it. <laughs> she'll probably listen. Yeah, ten Fun years track. from now she'll listen to this and be like, "Ah, jerk." <laughs> so we were to, to go down a rabbit trail. So I was working the uh, National Wild Turkey, the NWTF show, and uh, had a guide. He was actually a goose guide. I think he was in Illinois or something. But he comes up to me, he says, "Hey, man, can I only buy one?" And, you know, I've heard every joke. My license plate says, huh, on it. I mean, you know, I've heard it all, right? And I'm like, no, buddy, they, they're sold in pairs. And he's like, well, I only have one. And I'm thinking, I've had I've had 100 people tell me, well, my left ear's the worst, so can I just buy one? So I was like, no, they're sold in pairs. And he turns his head, and he literally has no ear. Like, oh. I mean, it wasn't, there was nothing. <laughs> and it was one of those, like, whoopsies. Like, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah i'll sell you i'll sell you just one yeah, yeah. give them the half price so, of course somebody failed sensitivity training oh yeah yeah i'm not saying i'm very good at being politically correct but it was one of- <laughs> that's awesome well, in, in fairness if someone approaches you and needs just to write <laughs> i i look now to the other side of their head what did we learn today what did we learn yeah. Um, I did want to talk about something. So, and Bobby, you and I talked about this the other day and, and it come up. So uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Scott, but Bobby, Bobby done a, a video the other day on, on the 20 gauge. Right. And we, and then, yep. so we were chatting about it the other day and I can't remember how it went, Bobby, but we had talked about something and, and you had made this point where, it's still coming out of the gun at the same speed. Well, so the point I was trying to make in the video is one steel shot shells exponentially better than 20 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The better components, the shots better, the just shot shells are just so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guns are better. I mean, you could argue that, but the guns are better. Uh, they don't make these things worse over time. Right. Yeah. So 
the pellet comes out the same speed with the same energy. It doesn't matter if a number three pellet comes out of 12 gauge, 20 gauge, or 28 gauge. So there's no difference in, in I guess you call that power. There's mm -hmm. just a little less payload. But man, they pattern so good now. So yeah. the point I was trying to get across on the video was I wouldn't worry about what size gauge as opposed to how the gun fits. Mm -hmm. so I'm five foot seven. I weigh 190 pounds. I'm stocky. I've got yeah. little short T-Rex arms. So the 20 gauge just fits better. That's why I started shooting it. Mm -hmm. If 12 did, I'd shoot that. I don't care. Like Scott shoots a giant gun, but it fits him better. Yeah. yeah. I, shoot a 30, I shoot a 30 inch A400. And the reason being is uh, you're going to laugh if you ever see me in, in person because my body doesn't doesn't convey this. But I was a long jumper in, in college, a D1 athlete. So I have oh, wow. very fast. Yeah, it's a long time ago. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's saying that like, are you, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But so when I engage, like I use it more in like we were, Bobby and I were talking about this earlier today, like more of a reaction style shot because. I'm very fast. I'm very quick. I'm twitchy with it. And so when it comes to open field hunting or anything like that, I just can't, I can't get the gun to swing the way that I want to. So for me, I went to a 30 inch barrel. I've got a heavier gun, but I swing it so much better because it, it just gives me that time to, to really engage my major muscles and swing through better. So it's really, again, go back to Bobby's point a bit. Like if they made a if they made a nine pound 20 gauge i'd shoot 20 gauge <laughs> like yeah. i don't care but it's, it was what what i shoot the best and so i think people get hung up on shells they get hung up on chokes when really they need to understand that between the shooter the shell and the gun it's an it's an entire system it's, a, it's an entire component that goes together to, to kill you know or to, to to break the bird the target the so, amount of messages i get over are you shooting honkers with a 20 gauge? Are you shooting bismuth? And what choke is in the gun? Mm -hmm. And my reply is, it's whatever Rogers had that was the cheapest this year. Yeah. Shells. Mm -hmm. And it has the factory uh, extended mid, uh, uh, well, modified in it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's all this. Scott, I mean, can you? It. Pattern's great. Can you? And, and I don't want to sound like an asshole here, but like, can you, can you dumb this down? Because, because we hear it too, right? We hear, well, yeah, yeah. 20 gauge is all right on small birds. Um, but you're, you're not going to, you're not going to knock down these giant Canada's with a 20 gauge. And, and, and I, I can't like, when I say the kinetic energy is the same coming out of the gun, but that, that doesn't compute with some people. And I don't, I don't have the, the knowledge to dumb it down anymore. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Sure, sure. So basically, uh, again, 20 gauge and 12 gauge, we're talking payload, right? Yeah. So if you look at speeds, it's just simply the number of pellets. The number of pellets transitions to the pattern. So again, this is Bobby and I talk about this all the time too. Guys don't actually pattern their gun. Mm -hmm. They grab it, they get to their shoulder, they pull the trigger one time and they say, yep, looks pretty good. And really what that is, is everybody thinks it's chokes and everybody thinks it's shot size and it's not it comes down to barrel construction and then when you start to look at how that pattern reacts so if you have let's say number three or number two for example and you have a longer forcing cone gun which a forcing cone is the taper inside the shotgun barrel mm -hmm. the longer the barrel or the longer that the forcing cone inside the barrel the less you have deformation of those pellets even in steel you're going to get flattening right because there's a tremendous amount of friction that happens even inside that wad as it goes down the barrel what that is called the magnus effect so when you flatten the side of a of a circle the air moves faster over one side than it does over the other mm -hmm. so it creates spin and it pulls the pattern out halos blows the center out whatever whatever term you guys want to throw on it but if you look at a pattern and it's very heavy on a ring, that means you're blowing the centers out of your patterns because of the Magnus effect. So if you drop down either a size in your, in your you know, shot size or you go to a different material that doesn't quite react that way, you'll be fine. Over choking it won't take that away from it because the kinetic energy is, is actually happening after you've got to the, from the choke to the bird. Right. So that's where the 
happens. So a modified joke, I shoot everything modified. Mm-hmm. I don't care what, I don't care if it's right in my face or, or 60 yards away, mod it is because it just patterns great. It patterns on every shell size. But when you're talking, go back to what you said, kinetic energy, more pellets on target. Each one of those pellets is producing about five pounds of energy. That bird doesn't weigh that much, you know? So if you take a, let's say you got a huge honker, 15 pounds, three pellets is taking its own body weight and slamming it into it at 1200 feet per second. It's going to die. So mm-hmm. it's six or eight pellets in instead of two less cripples. Doesn't matter if it's 20 gauge, doesn't matter if it's 12 gauge, doesn't matter if it's 28 gauge, you know, you're going to be able to kill them as long as you get enough pellets into that bird period. Okay. So you talked about forcing cone. <laughs> now there's a lot good. there. Yeah, that's There's good. A lot there. You've got, I'm out hunting and I'm in, I'm with Phil in his boat and I got my A400. Mm-hmm. Accidentally drop it in the lake. Go to the gun shop. They have the exact same model there. I need to repattern that gun, right? I can't yes. just go out Every, and be like, oh, they're all different. No, I, I, no. So, so yeah. keep in mind, a barrel starts so being at the breader factory i got to see it so every barrel starts with a piece of carbon steel that's solid okay it's not even a tube they cut it down they drill it all right then they put it on a, this is in beretta and beretta makes a lot of very good guns so I, i'm gonna guess that a lot of other manufacturers do the same thing then they put it in a mandrel and they actually cold hammer forge it out all right so it's it's hammered in about 90 seconds from 22 inches to 30 inches so it beats that steel out so it's putting that steel under pressure under under tension all kinds of molecular things that are happening every piece of steel is different so whether it's my gun and your gun or the new one that you pick up they're going to perform differently mm-hmm. microscopically but that's the difference between high mm-hmm. and right you know whatever it is you know there there's a a parameter that a gun has to stay within but that parameter doesn't mean that your pattern isn't going to be heavier to the to the high and left than it is to, to center right you know or whatever yeah so yeah no. every every pattern every choke every shell you know if you change brands or change shot sizes you need to at least get a couple of shots on the patterning board mm-hmm. yeah no it's just better when we have like a I could tell people that till I'm blue in the face and they're going to be like, you're just some idiot that tells jokes on a podcast, but that's why, that's why we get you guys, the experts on here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. So. I've, I've, I've always been amazed because um, for me, I'm, you'll hear me talk constantly about forcing cones and I am a huge believer in, the, in a longer forcing cone gun is a better patterning gun because you're creating less. Like if you, if you think of, you know, a three inch forcing cone versus an 18 inch forcing cone or in my extreme plus a 14 inch, you know, if, if that was a highway and you were going from four lanes down to two lanes, and if you were doing it in three quarters of a mile versus three miles, mm-hmm. the traffic backup, the, the, the accidents, all those things, you know, the, the exterior pressures on those outside lanes is going to complete. <coughs> so same thing with those pellets. If I can, if I can allow those pellets to settle in, I'm going to get a better pattern. I'm going to get a harder hitting pattern. I'm going to crush birds, even if I'm shooting, you know, what, what people consider to be inferior loads, which I don't think they are anymore. You know, a steel number four is going to rock a goose's world. If you can get enough pellets into them. I mean, that's just all there is to it. You know, I used and, and to shoot competitive trap and I yeah. shoot an old Remington 870 trap model, but it's the one that's got the entire barrel is the taper. Best patterning mm-hmm. I've ever played with. And, and yeah. that's where, like there's only so much that the factory can do building these guns. And that's where like uh, Rob Robert, is it Rob Robert? Yeah. Yeah. Rob, Rob Roberts. Roberts, he does all that stuff to your gun so he, to like change. He's, yeah. That, he's so he's taking a, like in a Benelli, you're taking a three inch forcing cone and you're, he's just lengthening out. It's yeah. the same. Breda does it from the factory. He does it aftermarket, but, yeah. but that's what it, all it's doing is creating less Magnus effect less less cross tension so that the pellets aren't trying to to, to spread out as it goes. He he's essentially doing what they've done to clay guns for a long time. Mm, yep. Yeah, I mean I'm not knocking the guy. He does great. Yep. But yeah, yep. essentially that's been in the clay world forever. Yeah, yep. you tune you tune in a shotgun. And I'm sure there's other guys out there. It's just that was the one that I remembered. So oh no he's, he is by far the most popular. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's one so so, but like porting and all the other things that, you know, you'll hear guys, you know, talk about doing, it, it doesn't do anything as far as patterning. 
you know, there, there's only, there's only a couple of things that affect it and, and the choke can, can negatively affect it. Um, but again, you're, you're creating so much pressure before it ever gets to the choke that the choke is just kind of like a little cherry mm-hmm. on top. I mean, it's, you know, I, my favorite is guys will be like, what chokes you shoot? I'm like factory. What? Mm-hmm. Have you tried this? Have you tried Indian Creek? Have you tried Pat? You know, like voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, I bet whatever the extended tubes are, Benelli gives you with the gun now are legit. Yep. Like yep. they're as good as any aftermarket tube I've ever had. Yep. Yeah. You know, back day that I would have grieved that, you know, chokes were loose and, and things like that. And when kicks and other ones, you know, Pattermaster first came yes. out. You know, yes, I, I agree that, that they did have an effect because the guns weren't designed around the load and the load was still catching up. When we transitioned from 10 gauges to 12 gauge, three and a half, like there was a huge technology gap that, that the chokes did help. But now we're, we've, we've superseded that. It's hmm. awesome. The, it's, only, uh... the only difference I ever see on the 20s to the 12s on honkers if it's super windy i mean like 40 miles an hour like one of those sustained 40 mile an hour days the third shot is getting a little bit light because you just don't have as many pellets but i don't particularly like the 12 gauges going off on that third shot because you end up chasing that damn goose around forever i'd rather (laughs) you just took the two and waited on the next bunch you got to get a dog bobby we you have got- a dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have a lot of wind in Kansas. I don't it's know just, what it's like up yeah. on you guys, but we can get 40, 50 mile an hour days. Yeah. I mean, they leave the hole pretty quick when they're doing that. Yeah. 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 yeah for they sure. Do. Yeah. For sure. Um, Scott, so now, you know, Breta, Tetra, I was looking at the Tetra website today and you you've got an option there and and i gotta i gotta throw this out there against tetra and i and i'm sure you're probably gonna make a note of it but you know when we go and look for an audiolo- uh, an audiologist is that right audiologist yeah. yeah um in canada nothing comes up What's <laughs> yeah going? we haven't we haven't fig- we haven't figured out that market yet like they're we're still trying to we're still trying to get the US under control for <laughs> well and and I'm joking about it because um we deal with it every day. Like if if we looked at some of our buddies and said, Yeah, boys, uh we gotta start wearing hair and protection. Um, and it's gonna cost X X number of dollars. Oh, crazy. I'm not I'm not paying yeah. that. And you know, when you think about it this is your hearing like, and, and trust me, I get it to anybody that's listening. I, I, I understand the the price tag and, and, and the whole bit, but when you really think about it, it's your hearing. Like, yeah. If you lose it, you can't get it back. That that's the thing. Like it's gone. It's gone. When you're 20 yep. years old, you don't think about, your well, you're bulletproof. At, yeah. You're bulletproof at 20, right? Yeah. But you're oh, not sorry. thinking about your grandkids saying like, grandpa, are those ducks? You're not thinking about it, right? Right. Yeah. It's also yeah. you think about it this way, it's the price of a good gun. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, how many guys will get a, get a new gun that, that creates the hearing loss, but will gladly pay fifteen hundred dollars for it. <laughs> you know what you you got like oh sorry. Yeah. You know, so Sorry, well, this year it's the price of two dozen geese decoys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, full man. bodies. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say when you say it's like the same price as a new gun, you've got like half the people going, you know, that's that's not a bad price, and then the other half are going, shit, I should just buy a new gun then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the way that's the way things are now. So yeah, but but yeah. It, it's it's very true. Like if you compare it, if you say it like that. So, well, it, it's comparable to the cost of a, of a new gun. That So uh, I have the same thing when people talk about dogs, right? So, so a dog comes up for sale and they're like, oh, that's crazy amount of money to pay for a dog. And I'm like, the dog does all the work for you. Like, the yeah. Dog, the dog's also a 10-year investment. Yeah. 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 You, you know what I mean? I'm like, I, I could never understand. And, and that goes the same with the gun. So... And and Phil, so we're putting Phil on the spot here. Phil buys guns, buys lots of guns. One or two, Does he, right? Both, so most of Benelli's. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had to get that in there, right? Um, mm-hmm. but 
you know, you buy you buy your guns, but yet how many fellas are out there, fellows, girls, that say the same thing? Well, I'm gonna buy a new gun this year. Well, here we need hearing protection. Well, I'm not I'm not spending that kind of money on hearing protection. I gotta go buy a new gun. Yep, yep. And we get that all every 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 time I'm talking to somebody, you know, that always comes up. And and Mm -hmm. my my response is is when you actually understand the technology and what it does. It's like a Ferrari. A Ferrari salesman never apologized for the price of it. No. And I would, I would rather you, I would rather you save up to buy a Tetra than to to offer a low cost. I don't want to say garbage, but you know something that's yep. an inferior product. I, mm-hmm. I would rather buy my stuff high and say, look, this is worth it by the technology that, that's involved in it. It's gonna, it's gonna create a long term, lifelong product for you that's going to benefit your life long term that i would just say oh you're right you know here's a 10 percent discount because that that devalues everything that we're trying to do like yeah. that's not that's not the way the way that we are so yeah. no, i get it, it all it, 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 it makes a ton it makes a ton of sense to me like i and i understand it and the thing is is if you if you say well okay i'm not going to do it with with tetra but i'll go buy brand x that's a a fair amount cheaper what you could afford well then chances are you're not going to be as comfortable and you're not going to have the effect that you want and then you're going to end up doing what all of us do with with it half it of our ear just so that we can do it and then you're still you just dump the pile of money and you're still going to end up with hearing loss that that's mm-hmm. the way I, I've, had, I've had so many conversations and it makes me laugh because guys will say you know, I bought a I bought a hundred and fifty dollar set, and then I bought a three hundred dollar set, and then I bought a five hundred dollar set, and now I'm talking to Tetra, and I'm like, if you'd added it up and yeah. bought ours to be, you just saved a hundred bucks, and they're yeah. like, I know, but that's after the fact. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's not like it's something that you can sell used either, right? Like, well, and that's where th- so Tetra kind of came. It was really interesting because we we hear we heard all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And if you buy a Tetra, so let's say you buy, you know, the lower level product right now. And in a in two years from now, you want to upgrade. We'll give you the full retail value towards it on a trade-in. So you literally send me the price difference on your old devices, and I'll send you the new ones. Wow. So it, it it was our our way of saying we don't we know these things aren't you're not going to get anything on the eBay form. You're not going to you know who wants your custom programmed. Yeah. So this allows us to stay. You know, we want something in your ear. I mean, a finger works really great if you want to you know just stop the noise. So I'd rather you have something. Mm-hmm. you know put a phone do something until you can get saved up i mean everybody works on a budget or yeah. buy what you can and then continue to upgrade because you're not losing anything so yeah. that was we try to understand that you know sportsmen we're not all rich you know i mean i, I live on a hunting budget and sometimes i gotta sell stuff to make that budget bigger so, so I, 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 big know. time I didn't know that, and I was trying to make a joke about dirty ears, and here you are. I put that on a T for you to smack it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> no, it, 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 we get it all the time, you know. And I'm just like, ah, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So, no, and and I think, one. and I, and I think that's that's the right attitude to have obviously you guys know what you're doing but that is the right attitude to have like why would you why would you apologize for your price just like you said a ferrari said listen if you're walking into a ferrari shop you know you're paying yeah well you know what you're getting Mm. yeah like that thing is like you know that if you're if you're looking at something with that kind of price tag then there should be an expectation that goes with it Mm -hmm. and our job that expectations you know above that like if you go buy a thirty thousand dollar shotgun I've got pretty high expectations for it. Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's something that's, that's going to make it better yeah. than a 3000. Well, and, that- and like driving a Ferrari down the 401, you could have a <laughs> Fiero, a Fiero that looks kind of like it, but it's not going to be the same. Right. So nope. Nope. yeah, get that. Don't get that Fiero with the body kit. Get the real yeah. shit. Right. Cause then you'll, hey, end up buying like, yep. you'll end up buying like the shitty ones and then upgrade. And I just made that mistake recently. Correct. So. Oh, Scott, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Lake St. Clair, buddy. Tell us about some, tell us about some hunting on Lake St. Clair. Canadian side or American side? Uh, American side. I go out of Anchor Bay. Um, I, what do you want? I mean, it's, it's St. Clair. I mean, between I know, Clair- but, 
but people that dude, it is terrible hunting. Nobody should go there. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. yeah. There, I mean, there isn't a smallmouth bass in the lake, so don't yeah. go up there for fish. Don't go up there for ducks. Um, specifically divers, but uh, yeah, I mean, don't go up there for anything, really. Um, it's it's pretty ugly. <laughs> so, no, it's 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 one of my favorite lakes. Um, just it's to wild. be on because. Water clarity, you know, it's one of the cleanest lakes. One of the things I read that it empties every 29 days and refills. Like, I mean, just to have that much water moving through there, the birds mm -hmm. love it. You up in the grass, you get offshore, whatever you want to do. It, <laughs> I mean, I, it's the only place I've ever killed a, a ring neck with a barrel. You know, I, I didn't even fire a shot. I just reached up and whacked him. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So That is wanted, pretty cool. I always want reach up and grab one but i haven't i haven't got, I got the barrel but i haven't got him yet so. that's pretty good that's pretty good i got to uh i haven't i've hunted erie i haven't hunted lake st Clair yet um planning on doing that this fall um but i've got to get that can because i've yet to get my can um and yeah. and it's got to happen this year got to you'll the cans that the my favorite part about the lake erie st Clair, kind of that even towards niagara you'll get those bright white ones so they're not dirty i mean they're mm -hmm. glow in the dark white and when you see those coming like i don't care who shot it is you know i mean it's one of those where we're fighting over <laughs> whoever's gonna take that oh. herd so it's pretty it's, in sandusky bay which is on lake erie um there's one that's really cool um kind of between ottawa and at the end of muddy creek but they have a flyover and there was four million mallards rafting with about two million black ducks and it, you know, when you see that kind of stuff with hands and everything else, it's pretty wild. It's pretty and then wild. when you see them first thing in the morning and they lift up to go feed. Yes. Holy yeah. shit. We got a video of it. It just, you forget to shoot because you're going, holy shit, what is this? Like, yeah. it was pretty, it was pretty insane. Like you're. I, I hunted St. Clair several years ago. It was privileged to shoot this bird. And yeah, I, I saw a quarter million ducks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We, we had one year, um, uh, it's probably been eight years ago, 10 years ago when I lived on the lake. So I lived, I was fortunate enough to live actually right across the road. So there was no houses between me and the lake and went down to the pier one time and the mergansers had come in and I know we all can, can make fun of them, whatever you want, but it literally darkened the horizon when they lifted. And I mean, when you're talking about yeah. being able to see, you know, miles around Lake Erie and it just it looked like clouds lifting and i was just like holy frick that's a lot of burst i mean that's, that's insane i thought you were yeah. gonna say that the even the mergansers taste better on lake st Clair. they're all targets so i mean i'm not gonna lie but yeah. <laughs> it flies it dies yeah, yeah yeah but it's it's just uh it's one of those places to go up there and fish it to go up there and hunt it every i feel like everybody should just make Make the trip one time to Erie and St. Clair because it's just two completely different, even though they're attached, two completely different lakes. But mm -hmm. just once you experience it, it's it's pretty. And don't get me wrong, when they get when they get rough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You get we 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 were on uh, we were on Erie a couple years ago. Phil was with me, and uh, so there there's a spot. It, it was it was a nice ways out into the lake. Um, and we knew that's where all the birds were rafting up, but it was calling for some big wind the next morning. And as we were making the plan, the boys were like, yeah, we're going out. We're going out to this place called Potahawk. And I was like, no, nobody is going out there because nobody's got a boat that can stand up to that kind of wind. Right. Cause we're all in, we're all in duck boats or whatever like this. And this one guy goes, no, no, I'm good. I'm like, buddy, I, I don't know what your history is. I grew up on the East coast. I Grew up on the water. Trust me, you're not going out. Anyways, so nobody went out. And uh, we had three boats, three boats from guys capsized that morning. Hey, eh, Phil, yep. remember that? They, they just, waves came in over. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was insane, yeah. insane. And fellas were like, oh, no, no, we're still going. Like guys going out in tinners. I'm like. Yeah, it was a few, few boys got yanked out of the water. Like even like, like that morning, that hunt, was that moment where I was like glad I bought like the 1800 Alaskan like mm -hmm. e even 
like coming back from where we were to the ramp, like I was, I was like feathering the throttle because like we're yep. three, there's three and four foot rollers. We got four guys in the boat, 10 dozen decoys. And I literally just plowed through and I'm like, fuck you. And, and just ate it and was like, I am glad I bought a boat this size at that point. And you knew well enough, not to the big water. Well, one, yeah. of the, one of the craziest why his ears are so loose. that I'd ever seen sorry Scott it no go ahead what you got what you got no no that's that's Dave Dave just threw out a little zing on Phil that's all no I didn't even hear what he said. oh I didn't I didn't hear it just because it's, it's, it's irrelevant it's okay <laughs> 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 but we well, got to get back we're trying to get bobby up problem. here yeah bobby needs to you know what bobby yeah, yeah. how about this bobby we're gonna hunt lake st Clair, mitchell's bay you should come up for that i know i'll be honest i have not made it to canada yet to hunt i know november end of november we'll see you then <laughs> yeah my problem with it is you all hunt when i'm in the peak of selling duck calls it's the end of season you, unless you're doing an end of season sale come on up oh it's in january yeah, we could do that December. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So my peak is basically now through December fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So come yeah. up December sixteenth. See you December sixteenth then. <laughs> yeah. So then after December fifteenth, I pretty much hunt every day until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I get. I'm, it sucks. I only get like three days a weekend from October twenty fifth. Yeah, like you went off the grid last year. Like there was oh, there I was mean, a time. Yeah. There was a time, remember Dave? I was like, I think, I think Bobby's mad at me. He's not even oh. answering my messages. Not no, like, yeah. Damien called me crying. So <laughs> I was, I was in yeah. tears. Scott, Scott's been down with me. Uh, we hunt in an area of Kansas that is just wide open. Like there's, it's just cattle ponds. Yeah. So, I mean, we may scout from nine in the morning after we hunt until dark, like every day. So it puts me home hour or two after dark so i mean that's yeah that's mm-hmm. that's my day most of the time yeah i don't know about this year with four dollar fuel but <laughs> yeah yeah but, man the amount of content that i have to get anymore to to feed everything is just insane yeah i mean i took i took five thousand usable photos last season and i still don't have enough really yeah holy smokes yeah i mean you think about it if you put if you put four photos a day on the story you do a post every three days plus website content plus email content it's so much content it's crazy do you know how many people just reuse the content just delete it and put it up two more weeks from now right yeah i don't do that i'm just saying people do i know Mm -hmm. i i don't yeah i or if i do it's an accident yeah, I and, just use it and Bobby before. won't use and Bobby won't use his phone to take pictures either. No, no, no. no. Or, or, it's only, it is only off the big camera. He said, or you can just pay for followers. Or you, just, or you could just pay for followers. He said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But, oh, well, yeah. I wish I wish you guys could have been on the phone call yesterday when when Bobby's telling me about these cameras and he's like, oh, here's a good. He's like, here's a website. Here's a good camera, and I'm like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I I got no money, Bobby. I'm I'm. <laughs> it was hey, awesome. That's a new shotgun. That's the new shotgun. <laughs> but it was funny because the other the other day, so we were talking about cameras like yesterday. But then last week, he's like, he's geeking out over this this lens he's got, right? Like he's got this new lens, and he's, and he's and he's it's fucking huge, and he's showing. And he's shown me this lens, right? And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's a lens. Uh, I know nothing about cameras, right? And he's like, yeah, but it's it's this and this. And I was like, Bobby, buddy, you could have made up any number and told me, and I would have been just as impressed. So then then he tells me all about the aperture and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is interesting. This is uh, not going to be a photographer. Maybe you need to start an OnlyFans. Who me? Yeah, why? Buy some camera gear. How do you think Phil got his? Right. Oh. Yeah, but welcome to, welcome but to the twenty-first Phil, fucking century. Phil's got a bunch of 
weird people that just dig his toes. That's it. Whatever. Mm. Hey, buddy, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. Huh. I, will, I will say the worst thing with Bobby is when you get on his group, his uh, messenger, when he starts geeking on, on the camera stuff. Oh, yeah. Photographer. So there's like three photographers and about two or three of us that aren't. And all of a sudden it's just like ping, ping, ping. It's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so, they're just, they're just com- completely geeked out over it. So uh, yeah. one, of the, one of the guys that I hunt with, he loves to take pictures of birds in the air, which, which is not my thing. I mostly take pictures of people and he brings these giant lenses out. So I'm always sending him pics of the big harnesses with the lens and yeah. <laughs> Hmm. So, the camera he, he had that out last year he's got some little gyro that holds his cell phone that follows him now it's it's ridiculous <laughs> but yeah, i've anyway. heard you say i've heard you say bobby that i've heard you say it a couple times that a a camera will ruin a hunt a video camera will a video camera yeah 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 oh, yeah. yeah yeah if you want to ruin a hunt you get a video camera out yeah it is basically a flashlight uh, shining at the birds. Yeah. Video and hunts, it's hard to capture a hunt. It's hard to capture a hunt as it would be without the camera with the camera. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just different. Yeah. 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 Because you're basically seeing if they'll tolerate it that day. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Because you, you can kind of hide the camera. You can, you can get good at hiding the camera, but it's still there. Right. Yeah. So... That's what happened to our snow goose hunt. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to film the whole damn thing. We had one bird come in. Yeah. <laughs> on, on a snow it, goose feed. On a snow, one yeah. bird. Yeah. One well, bird. Well, I can tell you this. If you're watching, if you're watching a 23 minute, however many seconds they are episode, they filmed a lot to get that episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Scott's, awesome. Scott's filmed a lot. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, the yeah. amount of the amount of that's that's going to be another rabbit hole that uh, perhaps uh, we don't want to get into right yet but yeah. that that the amount of content that you have to record to put off that 20 minute banger episode like that it has to be insane what what i what i figured out you know being on the back side of the industry you know with providing the guns for some of those hans and clothes and other stuff like that it was it was fascinating to be there and seeing like all these little B-roll grabs and like all these other things that they put into that 23 minute. And then I'd watch the film and I'd be like, dude, I don't even remember any of that. Like I was there, <laughs> you know, really? by the time that they edit it all together and you do all your, you know, clothes changes and all this other stuff. And then you're like, dude, that, that doesn't seem like anything like what we did. And then when you, when you go back to watch it, you're like, that, that looked awesome. I wish I'd have been there. That's the thing. When you film a hunt, if the camera guy is good, they can, and the editor, they can make a mediocre hunt look really good. But if the camera yeah. guy and the editor aren't good, they can make a really good hunt look poor. Yeah. But yeah. film is always different because it's always from a different perspective that you never saw it from. It's a different yeah. angle. It's a different shot. It's different, yeah. like everything. So, I everything. know Ryan. Uh, I know Ryan. You you missed out, and you said that you were pretty bummed out that you missed out on Heartland Waterfowl uh, last week when we when we recorded it. But Bobby, I'm still impressed, and I watched some more videos there the other day. I'm still impressed that they're out in the morning, and then that what eight. 10 minutes, 15 oh, minute video YouTube series they have is phenomenal for what and, they and that, and yeah, that's recorded, recorded in the morning and uploaded in the evening. Yeah. Like Dakota that's insane. Physically edits that back at the hotel room and then puts it up. Insane. Insane. Yeah. And it's quality. Like it's good. Oh, no, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it's good. Like it's good. I mean, it, it could be a show. Yeah. Like what was it? You been- said, Ryan, you said, Probably the best waterfowl content out there right now is Heartland, eh? Yeah, they're up there. I used to watch the, I don't know if they're associated. I used to watch Heartland. Uh, bow Hunter. Uh, the, the deer, yeah, the Bow Hunter, the deer, the white-tailed deer series. Yeah. And it was awesome. And I was like, man, I, I would watch it. And like, man, I wish somebody would do this for waterfowling. And then they yeah, came out like literally was, the next year. Sounds like you didn't listen to our episode. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Shut up, Dave. I'm building a deck. <laughs> oh man, I've been out filming with those guys. The amount of content they grab to put that stuff on is insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. Fellas, um, we're at around that 60 minute mark. Um, so I think we'll uh, we'll end her there. Um, but I think as as usual, we could keep going and, and just keep this banter going. Um, Scott, buddy, thanks so much for doing this and coming yeah. on and 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 telling us, you know, about Tetra, telling us about Beretta and and everything else that that you did. Bobby, again, buddy, thank you for facilitating and, and helping us out helping us out here but uh we'll go around the table we'll get you guys to have uh you guys can have a uh, last word but uh philly to you buddy absolute pleasure to have you going yeah bobby you've been on uh, several times and it's always a pleasure to have you here and talk ducks and guns and 20 cages scott you know the, the wealth of knowledge you've brought forward in regards to shot strings and shooting and barrels and hearing protection it's uh this is one of those episodes that people seriously need to listen to, um, especially as myself, someone who suffered hearing damage. Like this is an absolute eye opener. Look after those ears. You only got one set, and once they're damp, once they're done, they're done. So, thank you, Philly. I gotta ask you though now, and I can't believe I didn't do this earlier. But like, at your job, are you <laughs> like are you told to wear hearing protection at work? No. Like, how does that, how does that work? I just walk around and talk to people. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just walk right. around and talk to people that, that there's no hearing protection required. I wish I could wear hearing protection because I wouldn't have to listen to half these fucking retards, but. There you go. Oops. There he did. He just dropped it, everybody. He Oops. just dropped it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan to you. Damien <laughs> <laughs> got him to say it first. Yeah. Ryan to you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for coming back on, Bobby. I, I really wish I would have uh, been there for last week, but uh, I had some issues going. So, uh, and Scott, man, thanks. I was quiet for most of the episode because I was just kind of, I kind of forgot what I was doing. I was just listening and engaged and being ed educated. So I uh, appreciate your time and all your knowledge and uh, hopefully you can come back on a later date. Thank you. We appreciate being on. Dave. Yeah, gents. Thanks for both coming on. And just like they were saying, like, it was an episode that we were going to talk about hearing protection and stuff like that. And then it just evolved into now people know about guns and stuff. So it's good to have the experts on and hopefully we get to talk to you some more. Thanks boys. No problem. Bobby. Uh, if you want more of this, and I normally don't push what I'm doing on here, but I should videos up that are informational. Uh, they're not there to sell anything. I've, I've done kind of a long time. So they're just my experiences with different equipment. Uh, you can keep in mind, I do things with just a few companies. So most of the products that I'm telling you about are just what I use. So I don't really, I don't really have an opinion that's for sale. Okay. I don't, I don't use it. Yeah. Sorry, Bobby. I'm going to cut you off there. You're good, buddy. Guys, this, there's something to learn from going to the Ducklander page and listen to some of the stuff Bobby said. Like, I think it was today, yeah. today, I saw it today, that feed. Yeah. Yeah. And the second you were talking about like put more pressure into it, I'm like, motherfucker. And I went and grabbed my fuse <laughs> and I was like, that son of a bitch. I wish I talked to him two <laughs> that, years ago. That's like son of a guys, bitch. listen, yeah. like take the time I, and just listen to his Instagram videos. Follow I think Duck Bobby Lander. knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he does, but I've never thought like I'm like, man, that guy can feed. He must have been calling for a lot in time. And then he says that one fucking sentence, and I'm like, hmm. That's interesting. I should have asked. Bitch. To be honest, that's one of the really cool things about doing calling lessons is yeah. teaching gets you to learn it better. Mm. So mm. I can, yeah. So like the more people I teach, the better you get at it. It's yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a cool side effect because it but makes you think of it in ways you don't think of it. And, and some of the concepts and stuff, like when you're talking about the 20 gauge and becoming <coughs> better shooters and stuff like that, like, it's it's good quality content. So go give Bobby a listen and yeah. Yeah. Said, that that video you put out the other day about the 20 gauges, Bobby, like that is mm -hmm. the truth. Yeah. Like people well, just I, don't know. They don't I, know. Yeah. And to be honest, I can't that's kind of why I started doing it. I can't find a source where you can go get the info. No. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, I don't I don't see it. Yeah. So maybe it's out there and I just don't see it because I'll be honest, like I don't come social for things. And YouTube is just a giant cluster. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but everybody, he is pretty humble and, and he doesn't plug his stuff when he comes on the show, but please go check out the Ducklander Instagram and, and Facebook page and the website, get in on the email list, the duck tribe and all that stuff. And you'll get all this information sent to you. And, and I promise you, it'll make you, it'll make you better. I promise you, promise you that. Scott, and you'll get to see 5,000 different pictures. Not the same one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Scott to you buddy hey I thank you guys for, for having me on um yeah I was glad to, get to talk about Tetra, but I, I really love this format like Bobby was saying educational where you know I've done podcasts where it's just kind of like a, a sales pitch and, and mm -hmm. I, I didn't want that this was a lot of fun to meet you guys to to kind of be able to share some experiences um be able to talk shotguns and and hearing protection which is two of my favorite things and then to be able to support Bobby, I mean, Bobby makes some of the best calls that I've ever blown. And uh, just one of the best. I mean, just like you said, the knowledge that he has. Um, uh, every time, you know, we, we joke around a lot that uh, I need to learn how to blow a spec call. And uh, he's like, give me 10 minutes and I'll teach you. You know, <laughs> yeah. we don't have spec geek. So, um, but just to be able to, to be in the industry with these great guys, um, with you guys and with him and things, I really do appreciate you having me on. So thank you. No, uh, absolutely, buddy. And uh, you've got an open invite to come on. So don't wait for us to call you. If you need, if you want to come on and you want to talk about something, fire us a message and uh, and we'll get you on. I promise you that. Um, so I can't thank you enough. Um, Bobby, I can't thank you. You're a great friend to us, buddy. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this was 107. As you can tell, we're not experts. We'll never pretend to be experts. We are exactly as advertised a bunch of friends that love hanging out and talking about shooting ducks until next time. Big, big love and see you next time.